back to the Our Maryland Politics and Policy Podcast. I'm your host, Tracy Leatherberry. The 2019 legislative session in Maryland has been moving at breakneck speed. Bills concerning progressive issues such as clean energy, minimum wage, and workers' rights have been moving through the legislature at a pace that can sometimes be hard to follow. Today, we're speaking with Jimmy Turlow, activist, former legislator, and pro bono lobbyist to get a quick recap of progressive bills and legislation in the Maryland General Assembly so far. Welcome, Jimmy. Thank you. Tell me a little bit about yourself. Uh, Whom have you represented? Um, How long have you been around Maryland? I'm in Prince George's County. Uh, I'm a lifelong activist of... uh, former community organizer and spent 40 years as a union organizer and a union representative. I've always kind of fought for uh, working rights, uh, people's rights, and uh, uh, spent uh, six or seven years as a city councilman in the city of Mount Rainier, and for the last four years up until January, I was a state delegate. So now actually I uh, do what I call pro bono lobbying. Uh, I help lobby for groups that don't have any money, so I lobby for free. So, since you've been around the legislature this session, um, what are some of the most important pieces of progressive legislation that we should be paying attention to? Well, this is actually, I'm not sure when you're going to air this, but this, uh, this week and is actually the critical week. It's called Crossover Day. So most of the bills, whether they're going to move ahead or not, have to be passed by either one house, the House of Delegates, or the Senate in order to be heard in a timely fashion in the other house. So there are lots of bills being passed today, Friday, Saturday, and Monday, the eight, uh, Monday I think is the 18th of March. I think the, the uh, headline, and there are always a lot of important bills, and it's hard to kind of, you know, you know, exclude some, but the headline this year has been the minimum wage fight, the fight for 15, trying to raise the minimum wage to $15 an hour. Uh, the money for schools, what they call the current uh, uh, recommendations, the current commission was set up as recommending how funding should be set up for schools, and they came out with a, their list of recommendations earlier this year. And the third thing I'd say, if you highlight three, I'd say is to fight on. Uh, prescription drugs and trying to set up a board to kind of monitor uh, the the high cost, the rising cost of, of prescription drugs. With those bills, any predictions as sure. to this uh, one succeed? Well, I mean, the one that's, well, the, the, the one that I know most about is the $15 minimum wage bill, and it definitely will be a bill passed by the legislature this year. It passed the House uh, uh, a couple of weeks ago, and it's being passed by the Senate this week, and uh, probably probably be overturned, vetoed by the governor, and it'll probably be kind of uh, overridden by the uh, by the General Assembly. It's interesting that things are kind of moving quicker this year because one of the key votes in the senator is Senator Will Smith from Montgomery County, and he's going to be going off to Afghanistan for duty on March 29th, so things have to be done before that to make sure it gets passed. The $15 minimum wage, unfortunately, was weakened. Uh, I was disappointed to do that. Originally, it was supposed to uh, come in effect in 2023. Now it won't come in effect until 2025. 
Furthermore, for, they had a small business carve out, which I think is 74% of the employers, which is not until 2028. And there are other ways they also tried to, we original bill had uh, cost of living increases afterwards, so you wouldn't have to keep on coming back to the legislature every year. That was eliminated. And they also basically a serious flaw in the current bill is they try to cover tipped workers. Right now, tipped workers are only guaranteed 363 an hour. And that hasn't been changed since, you know, the early 2000s. Uh, all those things were weakened, unfortunately, by the legislature. But still, you know, it's a step forward and hopefully it'll be improved in future years. Uh, that's the first highlight. The second highlight, I'd say, would be education. Uh, the legislature passed, is passing, and it's, it's kind of moving ahead very quickly, one bill that will uh, put in $325 million of money for education this year, and another money that will kind of put into law a uh, mandate for them to pay $750 million for education funding for next year, and then the counties are going to be having to pay half the other half of that. So those are really important uh, bills. The education money is going to be spent for I think $80 million for expanding pre-K education, $150 million for teacher salaries, uh, $46 million for more services for struggling learners, and $110 million in grants for schools for high concentration of poverty, and $275 million more for special education. Uh, the big battle actually will be next year because the big issue will be how they are going to fund it. Uh, they it's now in the law. The governor has to fund it. What's interesting is in Maryland, the governor, you can't add money to the budget. So whatever the governor's this year, all they could do was take money from one priority and put it to another priority. But what they did is they put it in for next year, they put it actually into the law. So the governor's actually going to mandate it to actually put it in the budget to fund those things. The key question is how they're going to fund it. You know, I'm hoping that they you know, do a millionaire's tax, tax the higher level people, also get rid of some of the corporate tax loopholes. Those are the two things I wish they would do. Uh, there are other things like trying, possibly they're going to uh, legalize uh, recreational ma uh, marijuana and tax that. Uh, there's been efforts to maybe expand the sales tax to, to uh, non-food products, uh, which I don't really like because it's a regressive tax. But year in 2020 will be a very interesting year because it'll be a question of how are we going to fund all this money for education. Those are the two bills that, you know, definitely are moving forward. Uh, the uh, other big priority item a couple of years ago was something called the Trust Act, which was a response to the uh, attack on immigrant workers in our, in our, uh, in our state, in our country. It uh, passed the House two years ago, but never made it through the Senate. This year, they decided to actually, you know, kind of make it into six different bills. And a couple of those bills will pass, but, when, you know, we're not sure. One bill that passed already, the House of Delegates gets what's called a U-Visa bill, which basically said that if you're either a victim or a, victim or a, a witness to a crime, uh, you can get not get deported. You can you can report without having to worry about leaving the country, which would be I know life changing for a lot of folks. Yes, um, 
Another bill that passed, it was an expansion of what they call the DREAM Act, which basically let people who uh, aren't uh, citizens uh, get in-state tuition. Uh, ex expanded it previously. It was only, you had to go from community college to the University of Maryland. Now they expanded it so you can go directly to the University of Maryland. Great. Um, and just for our listeners, I know when you were talking about the Fight for 15, you were saying how the um, how the General Assembly had kind of, you know, cut the bills up and um, had taken things out. What exactly is the process of, of that? Well, it's it's actually I always find that the Maryland General Assembly and the Democratic leadership is always disappointing. We we pass good legislation uh, compared to other states. Uh, you know, most of the bills that are passed, and, you know, are, are good bills. The problem is with a not only do we have a Democratic majority, we have a supermajority of Democrats that we could pass a lot more bills. So when uh, the bill was introduced by uh, Delegate Diana Fennell and Senator Cory McRae, it was a really good bill. But unfortunately, some of the more conservative Democrats in the House Economic Committee and the Finance Committee passed amendments to weaken the bill. So basically, you know, where it was a great bill, now it's uh, a good bill, but it could be so much better. It's really disappointing in Maryland because you'd think, you know, nationally the Democratic Party is pushing for five for 15, but in Maryland it's like, you know, they only push when they, they get pushed. And, you know, this has been happening for, you know, last three years, and this year they decided finally to do the bill. Right. Um, I, I remember the fight from years ago and how sometimes it would just die in committee, so it's nice to see the progress this year. Um, so the there have been several candidates, um, the governor a little as well, and um, some folks in the General Assembly that have talked about Maryland moving towards clean energy. Um, but the governor vetoed legislation to set higher clean energy standards earlier in his term. Um, and reports say that the legislature may not pass the Clean Energy, Energy Jobs Act this session. Um, how much progress is being made towards the goal of clean energy in Maryland? Well, uh, one uh, bill we should, you know, actually that is moving forward is a ban on styrofoam products, which is a good, good bill they have in D.C. And that bill looks like it's going to pass the House and pass the Senate. And now they have to reconcile the two bills. Uh, the clean energy bill, uh, it's still up in the air about whether it's going to pass or not. It's been weakened, taking out some of the uh, aspects which the environmental community feels are very uh, kind of dirty energy, like uh, basically trash incineration. Basically, there are a couple of tiers of energy, and, and, and if you're a tier one, it's called clean energy and trying to move towards that. And trash was taken out of the, the thing, so the bill was weakened. Uh, but even the weakened bill, it's unclear whether it's going to pass. Just yesterday, I think the House Committee, Economic Committee, voted 50-50 to, uh, you know, like it was a split vote. So I, unfortunately, I don't think, I think for the environmental community, there's just not a lot of bills that are passing this year. Uh, in some ways, the uh, the leadership is very cynical. I find in Annapolis that they said they they throw a bone to the the environmental community every year. They throw a bone to the labor community every year. They throw a bone to the consumer rights every year, and they pace it out because 
I think sometimes the democratic leadership aren't really for working people. They see themselves as a moderator between, you know, business and, and, and workers and different kinds of interests. And uh, that's not what I believe in. You know, I've been always a fighter for working people. And I, the Democratic Party and a lot of the leaders now in Congress and nationally are fighting for, for working people. But here I find the, the you know, the, the leadership only does stuff when they feel they have to. So if you could give the General Assembly a grade this year um, for progressive leadership, what might you give them? Uh, I'd say uh, a B minus. I mean, it's, it's still, you know, uh, early in the session. Uh, I mean, I don't think you can uh, discount. Uh, I mean, you know, I mean, we, a lot of us progressives get disappointed, but on the other hand, we're now, I think, the sixth state in the country to pass a $15 minimum wage. So you can't, if you look at Virginia, you look at other states, uh, Pennsylvania and Virginia are still at seven. You know, they, they never raised above the federal minimum wage. So you can't give it a, a poor rating. Uh, it's, a, it's, it's like a, you know, it's like having a, a smart uh, son who's getting B's and he should get A's. Or, and so I think in some ways the legislature with the amount of Democrats who get elected uh, and, you know, and, and change should be at the A level. Uh, you know, California is, you know, is, does much more great stuff than we do. Uh, I could just, you know, list the number of bills that don't go anywhere. Uh, from consumer rights, there was a bill which we were very, I was involved in, which basically right now, believe it or not, that depending on what kind of education, what occupation you are, will depend on your car insurance rates. So if you, if you like, uh, never graduated high school, you'll get a higher car insurance rate than whether you went to college or not. And if you're a blue collar worker, your insurance rates are higher than if you're a, uh, a white collar worker. And so there was a simple bill to basically say that education and occupation should not be used for determining car insurance rates. And that didn't get passed. It got referred to a, uh, a committee. There's just so many just kind of, uh, normal, you know, kind of simple bills that, you know, are good bills that get stuck. Uh, I was involved in another bill for condominiums. So so what happens a lot of condominiums now is people, uh, unfortunately, default or they, they abandon the condominium. And so everybody else has to pick up their share of the expenses, the water bills and, and, th- and you know, the electric bill because they kind of have a group bill so what when they what all we want to do is when the condominium gets sold that that they pay out of the proceeds of the condominium let's say a hundred thousand dollars that they pay off the fees that that are owed before the bank gets the money and uh that didn't get passed either uh, uh there you know there were just uh, uh lots and lots of bills that you, you would think with a Democratic legislature should get passed, and they, they just don't in Maryland. Disappointing. I mean, there's some get passed, so, yeah. but just, you know, there are a lot of bills. It should be much better. Again, it's like having a very bright <laughs> child who is getting Bs and should get As. Right. Um, and, and you said that the 
General Assembly sometimes doesn't push legislation unless it's pushed, you know, by by the people, by unions, by workers. Um, so, in that case, what are the best ways for the average person to stay informed and to become involved in in some of this stuff? You I mean your first point is just really on point you know it's why did the $15 minimum wage get passed this year and not two years ago not three years you have the same people in the legislature it's not like they all kind of saw the light just because they felt they were being pressured to do this and they finally had to do it why did the, the ban on fracking get passed why did the governor sign it did he suddenly see the light no because it was like pressure to do this every year and they finally had to do it so what I always found as a legislature I always said that being a legislator is really not that important because I would have great bills and make great speeches and they would pat me on the head and say, nice speech, Jimmy, nice bill, but they wouldn't go anywhere. But then finally when there was like enough organizations that supported something, the, the, the bills would make progress. So people really have to get involved. Uh, there's a, a group called the Maryland Legislative Coalition that has a very good, you know, kind of, uh, they, they have, it's a coalition of lots of organizations. They uh, submit, uh, you know, a list of good bills that are being done. People can actually email me. I do my own, you know, newsletter. And my email is jtarlow, T-A-R-L-A-U, uh, at gmail.com. And I put out, like, a list of what the bills are and, and a list of who you should contact and... Uh, it's really important for people to get involved because uh, legislators are, you know, politicians that they are really concerned about whether they're going to be reelected or not. And if people kind of, if they hear it from people that something is important, they're more likely to vote for the bill and more likely to, to pass the bill. If they don't hear about a bill, it's not going to go anywhere. I see. Well, that's some great advice. Um... Thank you so much, Jimmy, for joining us sure. today and keeping us up to date with what's going on in the General Assembly. You're very welcome, and good luck. That was Jimmy Tarlow, progressive pro bono lobbyist. Subscribe to his legislative updates by sending him an email at jtarlow at gmail.com. That's J-T-A-R-L-A-U at gmail.com. Thanks for joining us for the Politics and Policy Podcast. See you next time. Thank you.